This is the Unity Community of Central Oregon podcast. Okay, good morning everybody and hello. <laughs> My name is Jim Palesmore and I'm really happy to be your host today. We'd like to welcome you all. It's so good to see you here. Uh, we are a powerful group. No matter what size we are, we are powerful. So thank you for being here. And all of you that are watching, thank you for being here. We want to welcome everybody, you know, all faiths, all beliefs, all spiritualities, all sexual orientations, uh, all ethnicities. Everybody's welcome. Uh, I just, I, I really feel good about that statement because it's who we are. And uh, so please be aware that no one is you. So uh, let's say our mission statement together, please. We are a vibrant, welcoming, multi-generational, prosperous community embodying love and awakening spiritual consciousness. And now we're going to start with some chants, and it's going to be amazing. <laughs> Sing from our seats here, so please rise to thy, thy feet. Uh, this week I've been exploring a lot of like healing options and the light was a big part of me, to me, seeking the light, healing light. So this song really, really cried out to me as something I needed to do. So if you would indulge me. I am light, I am light. You sing I'm light. Such a wonderful feeling. It's a feeling of lightness to, to sing that, isn't it? 
Very nice. So now we have an opportunity to share our celebrations, and I wish you could at home celebrate as well. I know some of you may be able to uh, post something on Facebook, but for all of us here, uh, we're going to start with somebody that's ready to celebrate. And it looks like it's heading up to the booth. Oh, just the microphone. <laughs> okay, who's got a celebration? Dave does. I am very thankful f for my mom and dad who've been such beautiful grandparents to my kids over the years. And even though they're 86 and 82 now, they're still chugging along and they're stepping up to really help out with the kids when I needed, and I'm just very thankful for them. I'm just, I'm so grateful for my grandchildren, three granddaughters, and my great-grandchild, a little boy who's uh, coming up on 10 months. It, it just the joy, really, of my life since they've come. My best friend's daughter, Cassidy, is uh, in the Northwell Choir, which is in the America's Got Talent, and they're in the finals. So she's been on the front, she's been on the front line since the, since the very beginning of this um, at Lenox Hill Hospital, which is really like the hub of the intensity. So go, I hope they win. <laughs> well, I'm celebrating this beautiful day, and I just want to generally acknowledge that fall is right knocking on our door. And I'm, I thought it would never get here to be, you know, fully truthful about the matter. <laughs> and uh, to me, it's inspiring. We got about almost three tenths of an inch of rain. And God, it's so much nicer. <laughs> and I, I just, it's wonderful to be here with you today. Up here. Uh, I'll second the motion on the rain. I love it. <laughs> and I also wanted to say I'm celebrating uh, the power of prayer. I'm in Jane's uh, prayer class. If you... Can they still get in? No, okay. <laughs> Next time it's available, take it. It's amazing. And I am... My life is being literally transformed. So uh, do it. <laughs> Anybody else? I have a celebration. I don't need that, do I? <laughs> my voice is loud. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm celebrating that my granddaughter, Shahali, is still with us. She was supposed to be over with her dad in Indonesia now. And uh, she started high school here because Indonesia is closed down with COVID. So she's still with us. And I'm so glad to have her still with me. Uh, I don't know how long it'll be, but I'm celebrating every day that she's with us. our Halloween decorations up. My grandson, who's about 10, and I love to do that. And we just figured, why wait? <laughs> so he did. So, anybody else? Linda. A week ago, Dave and I st celebrated our 56th wedding anniversary. Whoa. <laughs> wow. just wanted to celebrate that everybody who works here is trying so hard to keep those of us who it's really important to come in person to find ways to still let us be here in person even if we have to change masks even if we have to change seating whatever we have to do I just really wanted to say thank you guys for working so hard for us so thank you yes I agree okay thank you everybody for sharing now we have a question for everybody at home and everybody here to reflect on and to visit on. Uh, here is the question. What is an important lesson you learned from a respected elder, whether in your personal life or someone you have studied and admired? So if you will get together with someone that you didn't come with, 
Uh, and if you're at home, get together with whoever's available, talk to yourself, whatever. <laughs> but uh, this is an opportunity to share about one minute each, uh, and then afterward we'll uh, make some kind of a noise to let you know the time's up. So uh, we're going to take this opportunity now to go into prayer. So uh, this is going to really begin uh, the sacred part of our service. Not that it's not all sacred, uh, but we're going to go a little deeper right now. So let's just take a moment to uh, take yourself uh, to a quiet place, uh, a relaxing place. Uh, breathe deeply a couple of times. And just let go of everything that's been part of your life that may cause stresses or that may be things that you're about to do that you're not sure of. Uh, let go of all that. Just set it aside. You can always pick it up afterward. And just know that this is a time to bring in love and to bring in light and to fill your mind and your heart and your whole being, every cell, with light and love and to think about all of those elders that were part of your life that brought you in some way to where you are now. Some of them are still a touchstone for us. And let's also just bless all those that were lost in 9-11 and just know that in some way they're still with us and in some way they're still helping to guide us just as the elders in our life are. So we honor all of those that we are in touch with today and all of those that have passed knowing that love leads the way always. And we are so blessed to have this community, to be a part of that love, part of that light, and part of that connection. And so it is. say together our affirmative prayer. Love is our ultimate reality, everywhere present and whole. It radiates abundantly and continually creates good in my life and in the world. As we gratefully acknowledge the presence and power of love now, we see the people and circumstances we hold in prayer healed and illumined by love, and so it is. And so you have prayer requests at the back of the seats. There are the green cards there if you'd like to turn one in. Uh, we really uh, appreciate every prayer. Uh, it it's always helps us to pray with you as well as it does for you to submit it. And for those of you at home, uh, please uh, go to your, uh, the website uh, and you'll find a way to submit the prayer request there. There's a link. Uh, well, it's shown here. Uh, unitycentraloregon.org slash prayer. So uh, now we're going to go into a meditation with Reverend Jane.
So just I invite you to close your eyes because that signals turning your attention away from the outer world and all the circumstances that distress us or distract us. And just focus on the breath. And especially in this time when breathing has been more difficult between smoke and COVID, let's really appreciate the gift of this breath. We get to breathe. And then let's move into our imagination. I invite you to imagine that you're walking down this beautiful pathway and you can decorate it any way you like, somewhere out in nature. You can pick the season. You can pick the foliage. You can bring in the ocean or the desert or a mountain, but you're walking along this path and you feel a sense that there's something moving you forward. It's, it's within you, but it's, it's a force and you're going someplace that's really important to you. And then you come around a bend and there it is. You see this dwelling of some kind, a magical kind of dwelling. And it feels like home. Even if it looks so strange in your imagination, it feels like home, like it's calling to you. And you find the entryway and go inside. And inside, imagine these grandparents that are there. They may look like your own, or they may look like these ancient beings. Just put your attention on them and notice the love and the wisdom that is flowing from your grandfather and your grandmother. These ancient souls. Notice how your whole body relaxes in their presence. You feel a sense of safety that is deeper than anything you have known. And as you sit with them, imagine that you can freely share anything that you might be struggling with and anything that you might feel really proud of. And just allow yourself to feel as you share this container, this safe container that is communicating to you, all will be well. You are safe. It will all work out in the end. Imagine that you could place at the hearth in this beautiful dwelling, all of the people that are suffering right now that you are aware of. People who need healing, 
people who are struggling because of relationship friction or demise. People who seem lost and need a steady hand. Here is the hand, these wise elders. We place all of them by the altar, this hearth. Those who are grieving, those who are passing, the wise elders are there to greet and comfort. And now you bid them farewell. But just as with your grandparents when you were a child, you knew you'd come again. You can come back. You can return to this place with these elders. Anytime you're feeling like you need this comfort, this safety, this world exists within you, within the power of your imagination. But being imaginative does not mean not real. It is very real. And we are so grateful to have this power to be able to touch these elders. And so we come back now. With gratitude and peace. And we move into song. Clapton Church on Sunday morning Grandma's hands played the tambourine so well Grandma's hands used to wish you out a warning She'd say, Davy, don't you run so fast You might fall on a piece of glass Might be snakes there in that grass So Grandma's hands Unwed mother, Grandma's hands used to ache sometimes. I swear, Grandma's hands used to lift her face and tell her she said, "Baby, Grandma understands that you really love that man. But put yourself in Jesus' hands, Grandma's hands." I fail. Grandma's hands, boy, they really come in handy. She said, Daddy, don't you whip that boy. What you want to spake him for? He didn't drop no apple core, but I don't have my grandma anymore. When I get to heaven, I look for my grandma.
No. Um, tech crew. <laughs> I think it's turned on. I've got a blue light. Oh. Okay. How about now? Okay. Good. Well, I hope you managed to do that meditation even <laughs> without hearing me. I hope you went somewhere. Um, so, today is about our elders and what we can learn from our elders. And it may be our grandparents, because today is actually Grandparents' Day. And for those of us who get to be grandparents, we know what a joy that is. And hope for the rest of you who aren't there yet that you get that opportunity at some point. But, you know, if you, if you think that that's not going to happen for you, maybe because either you don't have children or you, um, your children have made it very clear they're not having children, there are other ways. You know, you can find children who don't have grandparents. There, I, I used to go volunteer at Mountain Star Family Relief Nursery because my girls were really too young, and I didn't want to be breathing down their neck about, like, okay, when are you going to have kids? Because I want grandkids. That's just, it's not appropriate. And so I went and I found these wonderful little children that needed more loving. And th they are out there. There are children even in our community. Sometimes parents need an extra hand or a night out, you know, they, so there's never a reason where you can't step into that role of being the extra hand, and you don't have to be old to do it. You can just be loving, and all of us are, because that's really, that's the gift that grandparents give. I was reading that there are, there are five different roles that grandparents play. But to me, the nurturing role is the most important one. It's extra nurturing that we get. And if, if you think back to your grandparents, hopefully you were lucky enough that you had at least one grandparent that was really nurturing. They, they not necessarily all were. Some of them weren't at all. But most of us, maybe, were lucky enough to have one. And, and that becomes a very important figure in our lives. Our, our grandparents also serve as role models of what does it look like to be old. I, I think of that often when I'm playing with my grandkids. Like sometimes, especially the 10-year-old, will push me. He wants to do all these things, and he looks at me, and he doesn't see me as an old person, unless he's teasing me. But he, he doesn't really see me that way. And so he wants, like I picked him up in, um, out by uh, Cold Springs for one of his camps. And so he was going to show me the things that they had made, all the, the um, houses in the woods that they'd made out of sticks. And so I thought I'm following him down the easy path to get there, and the next thing you know, I'm walking over this big log and then down, and you know, I made him, I made him help me off and on at some point with things, but, but I was thinking to myself, this is not what grandparents do. <laughs> this, is, this is like way more in the wild, rigorous, but, but because he doesn't see me that way, I get to act more youthfully than I might otherwise. So he holds me to a standard that I might not hold for myself. And I tell myself it's important because I remember with my grandparents, they just always seemed old. I don't ever remember a time when they were young. And I, I think back and I remember my old grandmother who was 54, <laughs> you know, and it's like, 54? I mean, that's not old. I, I mean, I passed that a long time ago. And, and yet, but that's how she behaved. And so I think we, we hold it upon ourselves to think about what is the role model that we are serving as for the younger generation? What are we telling them 
we can't do because we're old. You know, even things like technology, you know, old people can't learn technology, right? Well, old people maybe don't want to have to learn it, but we can learn it. And, and so it's important. It's important that we give them the, the um, modeling that you never stop growing. I remember watching a guy on Johnny Carson who was 101 years old, and Johnny was asking him, well, what's your secret? He said, green and growing. Green and growing. Never stop. Never give yourself a pass. And if you think about um, your grandparents, another thing that they do is they're historians. They tell the stories, sometimes over and over and over, right? But maybe they say that so much because it's, it's almost like an oral tradition. And if you hear them, those stories, over and over, you remember them. I have stories that I heard from my parents that I want to be able to pass down to my children and my grandchildren. Nobody else knows those stories now. And so it's on me to share that. That's one of the roles of grandparents. In a spiritual community, it's not just about, oh yeah, my grandpa did this. It's also about what are the truths that we hand down? What are the truths that have served, like the Fillmores, for example, or, or their teacher, Emma Curtis Hopkins, or teachers like Jesus? What are the, t what are the teachings that we need to bring forward to this new generation? That's part of our role as elders in the community. Grandparents are also wizards in a way. They, they show the power of imagination. They can help children who are very imaginative to recognize that their imagination is a power. We can validate it and help them to use it to mold their lives as they go forward. And mentor. We can be mentors to the younger generation. I think, Jim, you're such a wonderful example of that. I watch you with Shihaley and you know, see the adventures that they go on together and the way he helps her to, to just navigate life and see things from a different perspective. It's a wonderful role. And again, it doesn't have to be your personal grandchild. There was a client that I had once, and it was such a powerful story. We were in hypnotherapy, and, and this woman was born in India. And she went back to, she knew she was adopted, but she went back to her very, very early years when she's still a baby. And she remembers just being laid down on the, on the street there. And there was some woman beside her, and she just had a sense of, it's going to be OK. But the woman left her there. And she ended up you know, somehow being found and ended up with her, her parents in the United States. But when she was there in the hypnosis, there was this figure that was like an Indian guru. He's got dark hair and a beard, and I've seen pictures of him. In fact, I was in communication with this woman recently, and I said, you know, I always saw him in this journey. And, he, and I, I Googled, and I found his picture, and I said, this is what he looked like. She says, yes, that's exactly who it was. And the sense that we got was that this guru was somehow present with her. I don't think he was like on the street right beside her. He was just this presence that was letting her know it would be okay. It would be okay for her to leave India, that she was a gift 
that was going out into the Western world, that she had something to offer. It was so powerful. And it, it stayed with her. I was just in communication with her recently, but this happened back in 10 years ago. And it's still living with her. That's the power that a wise elder can have. And they don't have to be in physical form. So when we have an energy that we are putting out there, an energy of love and wisdom, it makes a huge difference, and we can't know necessarily who we are touching. But we need to guard our words, to let them be kind and pure and wise, even when there are times that we just want to grouse, right? We all do that sometimes. I'm pretty sure. I know I do. Those are not words that are serving the world. We need to bring in wise words. We want to look at the lessons that we've learned from our own grandparents and, and just be appreciative of them. I think the biggest lesson that I learned from my grandparents, I, you know, there are a number of them that I learned, but the biggest one is that we help one another out. When, when my um, father lost his job, they lived in Seattle, and he was, he was really depressed, and he tried to find another job, and he wasn't having any luck. And my mother turned to her wise elder, which was not her parents, but the Mother Mary, who she had a strong relationship with. And she, was, she went to church and she was praying to Mother Mary and she got the insight, go home to your father. And so the whole family, there were two of us that were out of the house, but there were still six kids and my parents and they all moved back down to Miami and they moved into the little house with my grandfather. And he built a play structure out back for them. And he just made them feel welcome. He, he gave them hope and grounding at a time that was very precarious for my family. His wife, who was no longer alive at that point, but when my parents got married, my own mother had died. And so my dad was 15 years older than my stepmom. And when they were going to get married, my grandpa was not so happy about that idea for his 24-year-old daughter to suddenly inherit four kids. And he thought perhaps she could choose more wisely. But my grandmother had been orphaned when she was little, or at least her mother had died, and her father had remarried, and the woman that he remarried didn't want those kids. And so she and her brother ended up in an orphanage. And so she, this woman was, she had some kind of palsy. I, I don't know what it was. She was in a wheelchair and she could speak, but it was really hard to understand her. But she was very adamant and clear. And she said to my mother, you take care of those kids. And, you know, she kind of her, her husband wasn't going to get a vote in this. She was, she was so strong about this is what is important when you love somebody. You, you make a tribe. Now, I had another grandmother, the mother of my, my mo own mom who had died, and she, she never recovered from that. And she didn't want to embrace a new family. And she was very divisive. She was so divisive that my family ended up moving out of state to get away from her. So I had the culture of family when you are. And so it, it's part of my bones, really, to embrace others, to that community matters. There don't get to be outsiders. And I think I started learning that from my grandparents both the positive examples and the negative examples. What are the lessons that you learned from your grandparents? Jim was sharing, it's okay if I share, right? His, his grandmother was, um, would read him when he was a little boy. He would, she would read to him from the Bible, 
but she cherry-picked what she was reading. She only picked the parts that were about love. And all that other stuff that's in there, yeah, don't need that. And so he walked away thinking, oh, the Bible's all about love, which is the point, <laughs> really. When, when we think about when he came, he took all of that that was in the Old Testament and he distilled it down to, here's what matters. Love God above all others and love your neighbor the way you love yourself, which actually is a thing. You're supposed to love yourself. And he talked about forgiveness and the importance of forgiving others. We're going to celebrate later this week Yom Kippur in the Jewish tradition. And that's all about atonement and letting go, letting go of these judgments that we have, letting go of, of the year that has passed and starting over, letting go of the issues that we have with one another and letting love be more important. And that was what Jesus came to teach, forgive. And sometimes that's really hard because we're really upset about something. And the thing we're upset about, everybody would agree, oh yeah, that was bad, because it was bad. But forgiveness is not about saying that is okay. Forgiveness is about saying, whoa, I don't want to carry this anymore. That's not who I am. I am light, like the song said. I am here to love and just be light and carrying along this difficult thing that happened is not serving me. We carry it along in many ways. It, ironically, the song, My Grandma's Hands, is also the title of a book, My Grandmother's Hands. Has anybody read it? It's a beautiful book. I've just started reading it. And it's talking about the trauma that is carried in our genes. So it, my grandmother's hands comes from, he's, he's sitting as a young boy, and his grandmother has got these really thick, calloused hands. And he's looking at her hands, and he's looking at his just, you know, normal little boy hands. And, and he's wondering why they're so different. And he asks her that. And she says, oh, when I was your age, I had already been picking cotton in the fields for many, many years. And when you first put your hands into that cotton, there's all these, these barbs in there, and it, my hands would bleed like crazy. But over time, you, you get enough calluses, and then you can reach in there without it hurting so much. So she was describing the trauma of picking cotton in the South. And, and so that is in his genes, is what he realized. Science is proving that, that the trauma that came from our past. And if, if your skin is white, you still have the trauma. And he talks about how people in white bodies who come from Europe, they, there's tremendous suffering that happened there, tremendous damage that was done to one another, and we carry that forward, and we need to recognize it through our bodies. It's not an intellectual thing. We don't heal it on an intellectual level. So I'm really eager to continue reading this book and have something more intelligent to say to you about it, but that's, that's sort of the setup that you recognize in your body, and that's our hope for healing the world. Even though education is important, healing through our bodies and letting go of the trauma that we all carry in our society is how we will actually get to love one another. So there's many dimensions to this when we start talking about our elders. Where do they live in us? They live in our stories, they live in our genes, they live in our attitudes and beliefs. There's one more elder that I wanted to mention, and that's Ganesha. Ganesha is the Indian-headed god. 
And when I was at Ananda's concert, he was talking about, you know, before he would sing the songs, he'd talk about them. And this one really struck me. He said, Shiva and Ganesha are two different aspects of, of the gods. And Shiva is doing this dance of destruction. And he's smiling because he knows destruction leads to transformation. And Ganesha is doing this dance of bliss. Ganesha is the god of, that removes obstacles. He also puts obstacles in the place, but people sort of overlook that part because it's better PR, remover of obstacles. But he actually does both. But he is dancing in bliss because he knows that transformation will come. Obstacles, when you meet those obstacles, you can find transformation. We are here because there is a light inside of us that is so powerful. We are here to be the saviors of the world. And it's all inside of us, it's not outside. And as we meet the obstacles that face us, and we've got some serious ones right now, don't we? We've got them in our personal lives, and we've got them as a society. And as we meet them, not reject them, but meet them, like Rumi says, be the guest house, let it all come in. And as we do that, we find an opening into our hearts. We find an opening to let the light out, the, the blessing that we came here to be. We allow that to come forth. We let go, as Jesus said, we let go of all that stuff that isn't serving us. We just dance in bliss and trust that this thing here, this thing that is bothering us, whether it's personally or the whole society, yeah, something good's coming. Something good is coming. And we just trust that. We open up to it. We have our hearts full. This is the message from our elders that we get to be that here in this world. So as we go forward, let's be those elders because none of us are spring chicks. Some of you are a whole lot younger than I am, but <laughs> we're all older than somebody except for Nolan over there who slipped in. He still counts as, you know, he's one that we can be elders toward. <laughs> but really and truly, we are a gift. We're here to give the gift. Don't discount yourself. No matter what you feel are your infirmities, no matter what you feel you don't have, focus on what you do have and go out and give that. The younger generation needs that. We all need that. Namaste. Parents, can parents be grand? Can we have grand great-grandparents and grand great-great-grandparents? And I know someone who was a grand great-great-great-grandparent. Let's remember the word grand. Can we bring in being grand? In the midst of this wonderful experience we're having, or interesting experience, or challenging experience, whatever we want to call it, can we be grand? Can we be present for ourselves, our neighbors, our friends, our family, each other? Can we be grand when Nolan asked me to play a game before the service and I'm in heaven? Because I know that I am loved by a child, and I get to love a child. Can I be grand in that presence? 
Can I stand tall like a tree knowing that everything around me is connected? Whether or not I ever knew my grandparents or their grandparents, it doesn't matter. I am a part of them. I am their lineage that is speaking to you right now. What lineage are you from? Have you ever explored it? Or did you let it all go? You didn't like that grandparent. You didn't like that uncle. You didn't like that aunt. You didn't like their stories. So you let them go. Well, maybe it's time to sit with them and let their wisdom show up for you. Because believe it or not, wherever they are on this planet, there's wisdom there. And we have allowed ourselves to put that wisdom aside sometimes because we know it all. We're wonderful. But I bet you, I bet you there's some wisdom that they want to share. I got to be present for my dad in his last months. And the stories kept on coming and coming and coming and coming. What I wouldn't do to sit and hear those stories again. So can you be grand? Can you be grand in the midst of this crisis right now? Can you be grand to your neighbor's child who maybe sometimes wakes up at 3 o'clock and starts screaming? Can you be grand to your daughter or your son who's stressed out beyond belief? Can you babysit for them? Maybe you were doing it once every 10 days. Can you do it maybe twice or three times? Can you call upon the resources within? Can you call upon Ganesha, my favorite elephant god? Oh my goodness, I love Ganesha. Can you call upon Ganesha to re remove all of the obstacles that are in the way of you being the love that you are? So on Grandparents' Day, remember that you are grand, whether you're a grandparent or not. You are grand and you are standing in the wisdom and the lineage of those before you. We stand upon the shoulders of those before us. And as I say that, I cannot help but mention grandmother Agnes Baker Pilgrim, who told us that we are water babies and this earth is important. So that beautiful great-great-great-grandmother that she was, let her words be your wisdom. Let your words be someone else's wisdom. Don't be afraid to be grand. Thank you, Donna, and thank you, Jane. Uh, oh, you have a song. I, I thought the reflection was next. Yeah. <laughs> Song's next. Okay. it feels like this world's gone crazy Grandpa take me back to yesterday when the line between right and wrong didn't seem so hazy did lovers really fall in love to stay and stand beside each other come what may was a promise really something people kept, not just something they would say? Did families really bow their heads to pray? Did daddies really never go away? Oh, Grandpa, tell me about the good old days. Grandpa, 
great progress but I just don't know and grandpa let's wander back into the past and paint me the picture of long ago did lovers really fall in love to stay and stand beside each other come what a promise something people kept not just something they would say and then forget did families really bow their heads to pray did daddies really never go away oh grandma tell me about the good old days oh grandpa tell me Donna and Dave, thank you for that. Uh, we really appreciate your wonderful talent, so much talent here. My gosh, we are blessed in so many ways. Uh, I just want to say how good I feel about this service, regardless of the fact that we don't have everybody that wants to be here, here. Uh, it's just a wonderful thing to have each of you here and those of you that are online listening. Uh, we just bless you and we just know that you're in your right place too, just as we are right here. Uh, and I want to just offer you this opportunity to give back to this wonderful church, this wonderful service, this wonderful center. Uh, I'm on the board and I know what it takes to keep it going. Uh, and uh, we're, we're struggling a little bit, but we're making it work. We're making it work. And that's because of each of you, uh, both here and online, who are giving and keeping us going during this time that's so difficult for so many people. So uh, let's bring up the baskets and give you an opportunity to share uh, some of the good that you uh, have to share. And we'll bless the empty baskets first, then send them forth. So let's just see these empty baskets filled with the love and the light and the goodness and the prosperity that we know is coming our way because of all the blessings that we send out and that we receive back, and so it is. gratitude in my soul I just want to say thank you thank you I just want to say thank you thank you I just want to say thank you for it all blessing together from the love of pure spirit within us we bless these gifts we send them forth to heal bless and prosper they are evidence of our faith and belief they do good work in the world and return to us multiplied abundantly and so it is thank you thank you so now we're going to have some announcements and uh, I'll let you start, and then I'll pick up with, uh, about the men's group. We have um, Timber Hawkeye is the author of two books, Faithfully Religionless and Buddhist Boot Camp. He's a young man from the Bay Area, and he's coming up here um, the weekend of the 26th, so he will be our Sunday speaker. And, and then afterwards, he's going to have a sort of a free-form discussion group, and he seems to be um, 
a lot about mindfulness and, and just putting a more slightly more modern spin on it. He's, he has a pretty interesting life story, so I hope you'll plan to be here <clears throat> both Sunday morning and for the talk in the afternoon. Um, it's, it's a free discussion. He's hoping that you'll want to buy his books, which are really lovely books. Um, and he, when you buy the books, he ends up giving so much away to a prison ministry. So you're really helping with that. Um, men's group, Jim, yeah. you want to talk about that? Right. Oh, we've been meeting uh, every uh, third Thursday of the month. We had a meeting last month uh, with a group, and we just shared all kinds of things that were helpful for each other. The time before that, we did a lot of work out there on a, a water project. And we're going to do that again this Thursday. We're going to do some sharing. We're going to do some prayer together. But we're going to also uh, finish building uh, that uh, water feature out there. At least we hope we'll finish it. Uh, and uh, so if you can make it on Thursday at 6 o'clock, we've moved it up a little bit because it gets light a little earlier. So instead of 6.30, we're going to meet at 6, and we'll go to about 7.30 to 8. So please come if you're a guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Jim. Uh, let's see. And then we have Michael Mandrell. Um, Donna is going to tell us about. Friend of mine, and he's coming uh, through town. And I grabbed him, and I said, "Please uh, come to Unity." He's been doing Unity services for many, many years. He's an accomplished guitarist, and we are having a house concert at 6 p.m. on Saturday. Please see me for any details. Um, there'll be food. There'll be fun. There'll be love. And please come out and support his amazing ministry. He's an amazing, amazing musician. Okay. And he'll be here next Sunday playing music. <laughs> and so is, is your concert that he's doing, is that an outdoor concert? Outdoor concert okay. at a private home. Okay, great. <laughs> Um, and then we have spirit group host training is also happening, and there's two different times. So it's going to be Sunday um, on 5.30 to 7, and that's on Zoom, or Wednesday, 5.30 to 7. So spirit groups, if you haven't done spirit groups, because some of you are new, it's our small group ministry, and it's so powerful to connect with people. It's not just getting together in a group, but when it's in person, and for some of you, you might feel comfortable having a spirit group in person, and um, for others, it will be on Zoom, but, but what I've found, I'm surprised at how much intimacy happens on Zoom. People really connect and share deeply, and so we're, we're studying something in the, in the small group, and then we also do some, a service project as a group together, and we've been really creative with the different ideas. So if you're thinking you would like to be part of that, what we need is hosts in order to offer the group. And you might think, oh, well, I can't do it because I've never done a spirit group. But when we started it, none of us had done spirit groups. And so the hosting, host training, and Kevin is an amazing trainer. He really is. And, and um, so he will help you feel confident about your ability to do it. And then in spirit groups, you're not a teacher. You're just facilitating it. You're, you're turning on whatever it is that you're going to study if you're studying something that's a, a video. Um, if it's a book, you're just, you know, maybe come up with some questions, but so do other people. So it's really a wonderful program, and I, I hope that you will decide to take the training and, and be a part of creating more um, cohesion in our group. Um, let's see, what else have we got here? And then new member orientation. So if any of you are interested in becoming a, a member of this community, we have a whole page on the website that has information that I would like for you to go through on your own instead of having lots and lots of meetings. And then I want to meet with you. So one of your opportunities is today after the service if anybody wants to do that. And the other opportunity is online on Thursday um, the 16th. So um, let me know that you want to do that, because, especially for online, because I have to send you a Zoom link. So you can sign up online for that. And let's see. Is anybody here for the first time? I see some people who are like Callum, who's been here before. You're here for the second time. So would you feel comfortable saying your name and where you're from? 
Lori? Hi, Lori. Welcome, Lori. And Kristen. Hi, Kristen. Well, thank you so much for coming. I know that sometimes it's a little, you're not sure what you're getting into when you come to a new place, so I applaud your bravery. And we are really happy to have you here. And Callum, we're glad to have you back for a second time. And um, if um, Lori and um, Kristen, if you want to get uh, a newcomer packet, our, our greeters have some and they can offer it to you. I'm not sure, are they still here? They, I guess they went out, but we'll get you um, before you go. Um, so after the service, we have um, prayer leaders here, Donna and Dave and Jim. And if you would like private prayer, just come on up and, and they will be happy to pray with you. So we're going to end with the prayer of protection. Let's say it together. The light of God surrounds me. I am the light of God. The love of God enfolds me. I am the love of God. The power of God protects me. I am the power of God. The presence of God watches over me. I am the presence of God. Wherever I am, God is, because I am. I am the light of God. The love of God enfolds me. I am the love of God. The power of God protects me. I am the power of God. The presence of God washes over me. I am the presence of God. Wherever I am, 